Praise the Lord, saints. It's always a privilege to worship together, isn't it? Amen. No matter what you're going through. I have a little video clip. I'm going to see if Sister Tracy can play. And Brother Jim, you might want to dim the lights for just a moment. And uh, let's see if we can see this together. Uh, I, I thought it was so apropos. So if you could turn down the lights and... Uh, then Sister Tracy Behind can play this. Behind me stands a wall that encircles the free sectors of this city, part of a vast system of barriers that divides the entire continent of Europe. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. remember that was June the 12th, 1987, when most of us who, was, who were raised in the Cold War era were astonished to hear an American president standing in Berlin where the Brandenburg Gate divided and the wall separated families, generations of people. You can turn the lights up now. And um, left a continent divided. He said, if you want peace, if you want prosperity, if you want civilization, if you want to heal, tear down the wall. And so I was listening to what Pastor preached for the last two weeks about the gift of the Holy Ghost and about what the Spirit does for us that we cannot do for ourselves. We can submit to Him. That's what we can do. That is our portion. But my mind ran to the scripture where Paul addressed in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5. And today I'm going to talk about tear down this wall. Tear it down. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And this to me is the template for tearing down the wall. He has laid it out in plain English how to tear down a stronghold. And then Paul said in 2 Corinthians 7 and 5, when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. We were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. None of us, not a single one of us, is ever going to achieve discipleship, being like Jesus without the Holy Ghost coming to our aid to help us. 
And every week we come to the house of the Lord and we are prepared or not prepared to hear the word. We either strengthen our move toward God or weaken it. And as I read this again this morning, studying and preparing, Paul was not just talking about uh, outward enemies, but this context was, he was saying, I, things are always in opposition to me. I feel opposed in my walk with God. I am literally and physically opposed by people trying to kill me to prevent me from telling this message, from sharing what God has done for me. And if that weren't enough, things coming against me from the outside, I've got a little war waging on the inside. I'm at war. Everybody say, I'm at war. And Tuesday, I asked the ladies, raise your hand if you can ever remember a time in your life when you weren't going through trouble. As far back as I can remember, in my childhood, I remember traumatic and dramatic circumstances in my family and my extended family. I remember it. I remember things in church, sicknesses and death and divorces and divisions and fightings. I remember things. I remember things in the world. I remember the Vietnam War. I remember never feeling that the world was a safe place. And the first time I believe that we came to Ohio, one of the little jaunts we took was to Kent University, Kent State, because we saw the pictures of the National Guardsmen living in Arkansas. We saw the pictures of the young girl kneeling down by the dead body of a student. Anybody remember that? Whether or not you stay up with current events or just your life, you tell me when you haven't had trouble. Okay. Now, it's possible that from enduring so much trouble, if we do not fight against the messages that come at us from well, here we go again. Well, it's another dose of the same thing. It's never going to end. You can see why Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes to this earth, will he find... Yeah. Is he going to find somebody who still has their shield? Because all of those things are coming at us. How many will witness that you are hearing things in your heart and mind that could demoralize or depress or discourage you? Anybody? Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. And those of you at home, you may be afflicted. You may be suffering all kinds of trials and tribulation. You're not crazy. This is where we are right now. Everyone say, this is where we are in a fallen world. But Paul said, we have weapons. Now, I want to share with you, I believe that it is possible for the devil over time, if we don't get a cleansing, just like if you defer your bath one day, you may get by with that. But two, but three, but four, is it possible for people to get accustomed to the stench of being unwashed? Yes, it is. Depending on your circumstances, it's possible to just get accustomed to the smell. And I'm going to tell you, we cannot continue to go through trials of faith without being washed and cleansed. The alternative is, 
if you don't find your faith after you've been through or you're going into, if you can't make your faith stretch with your circumstance, you and I are in danger of a stronghold. Because what happens is, as we go through life, the Lord allows us to experience circumstances that our faith is equal to. But, and God, you know that God's going to bring you through. You know that he's already made provision because if you're in it, then he has already decided his faithfulness could carry you. If you're in it already, then that's the argument. Is God this big? Now, I knew he was big when I lost my puppy. And that stretched me, but I saw God, and my faith grew just like a mustard seed. And it stretched and it expanded. But I'm not losing puppies now. I'm losing people that I love. I'm losing. I, life down here is a process of loss. So the only thing that counteracts the negative message of loss, you're losing your kids. You're losing your relationships. You're losing the fight with weight. You're losing the fight with health. You're, you're losing your health. You're not where you were when you were 20. You're not where you were when you were 30. And that constant message of mortality, mortality, mortality. Everything on this earth has a shelf life. And so you can either run from the reality or you can stand up and say, I have found another option. It is faith in the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. As our bodies begin to fail, you say, I'm 16 and mine hasn't. I think it's 25, they say. You hit your peak and then from then on, Aging sets in. I don't want to depress you. I'm here with you. The Bible says, Sister Shostra, how you can say such things? Because in my mind suddenly comes the scripture. But you are a chosen generation. So what does that mean? It means everybody alive at this moment who is walking with Jesus was chosen to be in this hour in the 21st century. A chosen generation. So that takes care of all the ages in the house and listening online. A royal priesthood. That takes care of the inequity you feel because you didn't go to college. You didn't get the certificate. You didn't pass the test. The Lord said the instant you step into me. There is neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, bond or free. In Christ Jesus we are made nigh. So all those walls that people use to separate you from them and that we use to separate ourselves, they must come down. Tear down this wall. Get rid of it. The president could see a nation divided, a world divided. And every time you refuse to acknowledge and I refuse to acknowledge places in the past where we did not let the Lord go and reconcile faith. Listen to me. Everybody in here has a past. 
And Jesus wants to get into it so that you can say with David in Psalms 23, surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me. But if you won't let God wash the past, if you and I won't let God say, I've got to get in there. I want to take you down memory lane. But Lord, I was a mess. I was a failure. I want to fix what you remember because I was there then I'm here now and I'll be with you tomorrow I will not leave you let's lift our hands to the Lord hallelujah tear down the wall tear down the wall Stop running from your past. Stop running from circumstances. Stop running from your failures. I'm telling you now what the devil says in the dark that you won't repeat and you just nourish it and cherish it is building a stronghold. I don't want to go back there. And the Lord is taking me back to many places in my life that I did not want to remember. And I've had to get on my knees and say, what about this? And what about this? And what leaps to mind suddenly is my lovely Lucy, whom I loved so very much. My precious Lucy, whom I could not engage to come with me. My lovely grandmother, who had my dad at 17. They were married, but she was a young mother. And I don't think Lucy ever got away from the curveball. I, I think she struggled all her life and the Lord filled her with the Holy Ghost. Uh, but I can remember my dad trying to encourage her, come with us. Uh, the family couldn't take care of her, come with us, Lucy. And oh, so much conflict. Just tearing everybody apart because different people had different ideas. And they weren't in unity and they weren't in harmony and they wouldn't address why. Their wall kept them away from help. The wall kept them away from healing. There was food. There was nourishment. But I had an idea in my head. And I couldn't do it. And, and they wouldn't do it. And they couldn't let go. And they wouldn't give up. And my Lucy died in a nursing home in the psych ward in Los Angeles, California because there were some strongholds. And then I had to deal with the leftover. I had to figure out on a Sunday morning when my dad told me, your brother and we're here and Lucy's dying. Not the kind of parting I had in mind. If she'd have come home with us, Lucy would have had a gathering. We'd have taken care of her. But, but I couldn't get around other people's problems. I couldn't get around the way they thought. Their pride, their arrogance, my fear. I couldn't deal with them, but God dealt with me. I'm going to say that again. I could not dismantle the strongholds that faced me. But I remember when the Lord spoke to me when I went to that nursing home with Sheena and Siobhan, who was six months old, in the dead of night. And I'd bought Lucy sheets and towels. And I called my husband. I said, she has absolutely nothing. They have robbed her blind. The clothes she has are so pitiful. They're, they're leftover church things. I can barely hold myself together. I've got my daughter that needs my help, nursing a baby. The baby needs my help. My grandmother needs my help. I need help help now either he said wherever you put your foot 
Now, either that's true and my foot was in Palm Desert in a strange place with a crying baby, a worn-out daughter, and a sick grandma. Either God was big enough for that or I, I need to go get a drink somewhere. Do you understand me? I mean, now we're fixing to find out what I'm building with. And I went, and pastor had spent time to make a calendar of all our family and write names because Lucy was slipping. And I, I told him, I said, I must go. I, I, I just got to go. I got to have a picture. I need to be able to tell Siobhan. This was your great-grandmother, and I used to kneel down next to her at her house in Whittier and hear her pray for her unsaved children, and she'd be speaking in tongues, giving her strength. She was a young widow, and they were all over the map, and I'd listen to her while I'm struggling to reconcile my faith. God, where are you in the middle of this little hell? Are you is is are we going down in this? Uh, 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 is there any point of salvation? And he gives me the calendar, and I sit down with her. I said, "Do you remember who this is, Lucy?" "Oh yes." And I say the names to her again, and seeing her slipping away and knowing. And then I, I found a sale at J.C. Penney's, and I called Pastor Honey. They've got little skirts for five dollars. He said, "Do you get her anything she needs?" And those of you that have been in nursing homes, you know that they all, they take from each other. And I, I bought pretty things. They, they had skirts and pump. You know why they were $5? Because nobody wears that in the desert. And then I combed Lucy's hair. No one had combed her hair. They did it according to their standard. And I get it. And so I fixed it like church hair, which she would remember. And I fixed her bed, and uh, and I got, I got her some clothes, and I took her down to the rec area, the fellowship area, and I sang to her, I'll fly away. And I'd say, Lucy, what do you want to hear again? I believe I'd like to hear I'll fly away while I just sung it. I said, I'll sing it all day long till I'm hoarse. And the night, oh, Danny, this has been so wonderful. I said, okay, Lucy, I'd gotten her flowers. She had admired my orange purse. I got her an orange purse. She wanted an orange purse. God only knows if that purse lasted 30 minutes in that nursing home. But what do I care? Oh, the Lord walks me through things in detail, folks. Some of y'all, you got this, not me. I'm telling you, he shows me the building blocks of disappointment. He shows the building blocks to me of bitterness. He shows me because I'm slow. And he says, if you don't take care of this, this is what will happen. There is an opportunity for something to build in you that's going to turn you against me. Now I'm going to have to walk you through it, Janice. Okay. And she says, oh, I don't want to see you go, uh, but I'll say good night. I kissed her and I said, good night, Lucy. I love you. Knowing that at 9.30 I'm getting in the car and I'm driving two hours back across the desert and I'm, I'm leaving and I knew when I got in the car that I would not forget the sight of the moonlight in the rearview mirror she's in the back seat feeding the baby and I'm telling you I, uh, my heart was shredded Lord I don't know how to handle this 
Mrs. Lucy who prayed. How did she wind up? Who's going to take care of her? Jesus said, I'm weeping. And Lord, please show me you're real. This is, I, I have borne my soul to you about everything. I've never hid a thing from you. Whenever I've needed prayer, I've humbled myself like a dog and come to the front. I don't care what people think. I know my life is at stake. Either I am going to figure this out or I am done. I will not come to church and sit and play. I'm either in or I'm out. And if I'm out, you have never seen out. And he said, I won't let you go because you are real. I won't lie to you, Jesus. I'm threatened here. I'm threatened. And a little voice, just as quiet as the moonlight that shone through the back, came to me. Who do you think has been taking care of her all this time? Oh, and my shoulders drop. I forgot. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Her worn-out Bible, I guess we must have gotten her too, sitting in that nursing home, sitting next to her. Lucy didn't have a penny to her name. I don't want to offend my relatives that might be watching. I'll just say this to you. She lived on grace and mercy. Are you understanding my language? I got home, and I told my husband, I'm struggling. Why has this happened to Lucy? She's drifting away and there's nobody there. And he said, Janice, I said, I want to bring her. Honey, you can't. You can't bring her. You can't care for her. Are you, what are you saying to me? You're going to have to let that go. Lay aside and here it comes, just as strong. Lay aside every weight. Yes, you cannot be burdened with this. And he said to me, you have children and grandchildren and you have parents and a husband and a church. You're going to have to have F-A-I-T-H. Can you trust God and let her go? Are you going to fight like a tiger behind your stronghold? Because the truth is, if you can't move forward in faith, you are going to brick up your soul in fear. If you can't move forward in faith, there goes one block. God couldn't do it. And you know what happens every time your faith drops, your fear increases. I'm going to say that again. Every time faith diminishes, guess what rises up? Fear lapping at the edges of your mind. Anxiety making your shoulders rise. I'm here to declare to you this morning, the Bible says the Lord sets free the prisoners. Psalms 146. I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, Janice, don't put your trust in princes. And those are the top of their game. Those are the people that are the medical professionals. I'm telling you, if you need to take medicine to live a daily life, you take your medicine by faith. Let me tell you, your God is bigger than the medicine 
you take. It's no different than him giving you medicine and you driving in a car. It's a tool, but nothing, nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not your medicine, not your doctor, not your disease. I'm telling you to tear down that wall. Lift your hands right now and feel the Holy Ghost. Tear it down. Tear down that unbelief. Tear down that lie. Tear it down. God was with Lucy even though I wasn't. I got on my knees and I cupped my hands and I said, Now unto him who is able to keep that which I have committed unto his care. Lord, I'm giving Lucy up and I'm going to take you on. I don't care what it looks like, how she leaves. I know you're with her. Lucy wasn't a sack of trash to be discarded along the way while I was too busy to take care of her. That wasn't the problem at all. I couldn't. But God can. I want you to lift your hands again. I'll show you. I feel hope in this house. All of everybody here trying to take a weight you were not meant to carry. I'm telling you, he said, cast your care on him. Right now, I'm going to stop where I am. I'm going to give you a chance to say, Lord, I want you to take over in this situation. I cannot do it. I don't have the strength. I don't have the mentality. I don't have the ability. I'm going to tear down the wall of fear. I'm not going to hide behind it anymore. I'm going to tear down the wall of pride. I'm not going to be ashamed to admit I need help. I'm going to ask for it. Not only ask, but plead. I was on my face. God, I don't know how to handle it. I've got it, Janice. If you never confront it, then you can't hear the voice coming back. If you're running and hiding and lying to yourself about I don't need that and I'm not like everybody else and other people need that. My God in heaven, everybody needs the Holy Ghost. Everybody needs a voice telling you everything's going to be all right. It's not a drug. It's the truth. And Jesus said you're going to know it and it's going to make you free. Free from fear. Free from anxiety. Free from depression. Free from discouragement. Lift your hands again, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. 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 I, I feel like this is a deliverance service. And sometimes we're just like the Jews who said, we've not been enslaved. We're not uh, slave to your image, slave to your reputation, slave to fear, slave to comparisons, slave to doubts, slave to people's opinions. Are you kidding me? Slave to what other people think. Slave to what other people don't think. My God, the Lord said, if you knew the truth, none of it matters. I've got you. And pastor hit the phrase that won't leave my mind. The Holy Ghost is the gift of self-forgetfulness. 
it is not all about me. I cannot bear the weight of self-worship. I can't bear the weight of worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow, yesterday, and today. I cannot bear the weight about what people think and what they don't. I cannot carry the weight of my own health and my own future. I'm not capable. But there is a God who said, casting all your care upon me, for I care for you. Throw it. I want you to take your hand and close your eyes right now. I want you to throw it on him. I want you to throw it on him. If you're at home, on the couch, in the kitchen, in the bedroom, throw it, throw it, throw it. Throw it, throw it up, throw it up, give 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 it up. Some people hold on to their trauma and their depression like other people hold on to jewelry. You can be addicted to being down. You can be addicted to being depressed. You can't see the birds, hear their song. Can't see the trees, the sky, the warmth. Can't appreciate for a split moment what God has done. Bringing you and your DNA across continents, deserts, valleys, families you think you got here by accident or because you chose to walk in of all the millions of people on this planet. Look at you sitting here in a church where the seats aren't full, listening to words of life. Why you? Because of God. How dare we take that lightly? How dare we come skipping in here like we think we're doing God a favor by showing up once a month? What? This is your life. This is your breath. This is going to help you live a free life, free from all the stuff that's driving your family nuts. Lift your hands again. There's breath in the house. There's healing in the house. Healing for your head. Unless you have already said, I'm going to be just like my dad. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost again. Someone pray right now. Let's pray right now, Lord. Lord, there are strongholds in us, things we believed. We didn't even know we believed it. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. The Lord sets free the prisoners. That's what you said. The Lord does this. You are awesome. You are amazing. We worship before your throne. There's nobody like you. Press through just a little bit longer. One moment longer. I feel I hear the chains falling. All that fear, all that mess you're doing, driving yourself to oblivion, trying to handle stuff that you weren't meant to handle. The Holy Ghost was for your refreshing and relaxing. Glory. Press a little longer. Somebody press a little longer. Press a little longer. Take someone by the hand. Maybe they're on the ledge. If you feel comfortable, just touch someone next to you. Hati Alamohaya. Pray, pray, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Mohoya. I want that stronghold out of me. I don't want fear hiding from my faith. I'm going to hunt it down. I'm going to hunt it down. I'm coming after fear with faith in God. I'm coming after depression with faith in God. I'm coming after addiction with faith in God. I am not able, but he is. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I want you to stand to your feet. I'm just getting started, but the Holy Ghost is here right now. I'm telling you, this is a deliverance service. God wants to set you free from hiding behind the wall. If you want deliverance, if you know you need help, I want you to reach out right now. God is able to do exceeding. You come to the front. Let's come together now. We're going to beseech the Lord. Tear down the wall. Tear down. Hallelujah. Tear down. Hallelujah. I want you to come. Come, come. Isaiah, come to the water. He said, come without price. Come without purchase. Hallelujah. We're going to pray again. You're on your feet now. I want you to think of the thing you're afraid the most. I want you to think of what's been locking you up at night, keeping you from sleeping, keeping you from resting. With your eyes closed. The Lord is up in our business this morning. Ha